0: The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. Wow, we have a show for you. I think you're going to be really glad you tuned in, or I don't know, maybe you won't. (laughs) 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 This one might poke a few, if it's like me, you know, there's a few sore places in here that it might get at, but Sam, it was your topic, you came up with it, and then, well Robbie, I have to go to the beach, you know, one of those things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know how it is. And so, Robbie, I'm gonna leave. Why don't you do all the work? So that's that's how it works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's good to have you back. We've been missing you. And and this this subject, uh, it's it it's one of those places that just really it's it's hard to deal with sometimes.
1: It is, you know, and I think it's one of those things that you understand. Well, well, first of all, the the word that we're going to talk about is pride, and that can be used as something that's positive and in something that's negative, but there's so many times that pride looks different than what we think it does.
0: Yeah, it's got a lot of faces. Pride does, and you know, you know, in some ways, it, it's the basis of almost all sin. I mean, you know, we find ourselves in this place all the time. But so it, it's kind of fun to come up with clips of pride because, believe me, there's probably more clips on Pride than almost anything else that you could get. But, Sam, you were thinking that Back to the Future was a way that <laughs> kind of opened <laughs> this up.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad we got to play this because it's Jim's favorite clip. <laughs> I like 15 uh, seconds yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Marty McFly, if you're not familiar with Back to the Future, you probably should be by now. But uh, there were three different ones of those movies made. And uh, each one, I think this comes up where he has an issue when somebody calls him chicken. It's like this alter ego t- takes over, and so we're going to listen a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, we try to. We tried to. We we've played the clip a few times, so I tried to create something. I call it the masculine journey rap. The back, <laughs> in fact, <laughs> it's the nobody calls me a chicken rap, and we think that. You know, po- possibly Taco Bell or somebody's gonna pick it up, Sam, right after this. The nobody calls me chicken rap. Here you go.
1: Nobody calls me chicken. And chicken fly. Chicken! And you're the pie flagger chicken. You, yep. dude, it up, egg sucking gutter trash, chicken. I'll hug you and shoot you down like a duck, chicken. What you make like a tree? What you make like a
0: tree? Hey, I'm talking to oh. you, you Irish bug, chicken.
2: Nobody calls me chicken needles. Nobody.
0: All right. What's wrong with my chicken? <laughs> Wrong with my chicken
1: <laughs> Nobody calls me
0: the chicken chicken chicken, chicken. chicken. Uh, So <laughs> Jim since I know you <laughs> love that clip so much and, <laughs> and I could just see he's just rocking. But <laughs> really the- Robbie how
1: how long was that clip?
0: It's only actually one minute and four seconds, even to the outro. Completely, the actual words are only a minute, sixty seconds <laughs> of just rapping.
1: It feels so much longer. It really does. My words, exactly, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I,
0: I personally just had a great time putting that together, but it was it, it illicates it, illu- it illicates and illustrates all at the same time. <laughs> the same, um whatever your name is there, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) And you only have one of us. It illustrates a control issue that you're allowing somebody else to essentially control you. Yeah, and that is
2: something that is really a major portion of pride is I'm not going to be controlled, even by God. And that's why we kind of refer to it as being the source of all sin. You know, I know better than God. I know better than you. I voted for the right person in this election, (laughs) and you're an idiot.
0: Well, Sam, I've got got to confess that, you know, when I became aware of this problem, that that you allow people to do something that whenever they say a certain thing is said to you, that it will flip a switch and you kind of go Marty (laughs) McFly on somebody. Mm Well it used to be for me, believe it or not, you may you may know if you're listening to me a lot that I was used to be in the car business for a lot of years, and I was a car salesman for a lot of years and if you wanted me to go Marty McFly on you, all you had to do was call me a liar <laughs> <laughs> I mean and mean it you know a lot of people would say, "Oh, you're just a car salesman, whatever but I there were a couple of times where a customer would say, "We're well, lying or you know you're nothing but a liar and I would go literally Marty McFly. <laughs> And it was that a point of, of pride, and as Todd would say, Sam, you know, there's obviously something where you need to check under the hood, oh. um, and, and you know, somebody's poking on something that God would really like to get your attention with, and even Marty had to deal with it, didn't he, Sam?
1: Yeah, he did, and, and Robbie, similar to you, I wasn't in the car business, but that used to be my hot word, was, you know, when somebody say I lied. But, you know, looking back at it, I think my pride was based upon what others saw my character as. You know, that's where my pride kind of came into place, because if someone said I lied, then it it would make me very angry from the standpoint of, oh, no, I didn't lie. But yet I knew internally there's lots of times I'm not always the best guy. (laughs) You know, I mean, I try to have good character, but we don't always make great decisions. And and so that there is probably something there to say, okay, God, what's what's going on there? Why is this such an issue for me? Why does this bring this emotion, this anger? Is it something from my past? Is it some pressure I'm feeling in the present? Really, God, I need you to unpack that.
0: That's a lot of insecurity underneath all that. But, Andy, I'm wondering, we have Andy with us today on the show. Andy, was there something that somebody said? Over the years that used to make you go McFly.
3: <laughs> yeah, yesterday
0: <laughs> no that, it
3: it's really easy, just hearing you guys talk um, you know everybody's got their uh hot buttons, liar may be one mine is I'm in a technical field, and i'm always I've always had to defend my position, make sure that you know my area was covered, and we had done things right, or you had you'd get in a uh, disagreement with somebody over who was right about an approach about something. And I know ne- I, you know, a lot of times I just thought it was part of the part of the game, part of the profession, but really it is, a, it's a matter of pride of wanting to be right. And I've heard that from other relationships and, and stuff is <laughs> you want to be right. And, and that is it. And I think it comes from some insecurities from things that have happened over the past. And you just want to defend and, um, you, you find security, I guess, in that to be right, and there's a lot of times I am right. But a lot of times I've heard I heard the statement one time by somebody who wasn't a Christian figure or anything. He says you have the right, you have a, you have two options: you can be right or you can
0: be powerful.
3: And it was a pretty profound statement when I heard it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, there's something underneath that. And Jim, how about you? Was there the gentle giant? I'm wondering <laughs> was, it, was there something that you, would cause the big guy to go McFly on somebody? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, mine was in a very controlled setting, so I couldn't go McFly, but I was uh, <laughs> in a clinical pastoral education training course, and I was being the good Christian and just talking about how terrible I was at not reading the Bible like I ought to, and how I didn't pray as much as I should, and you know, I just I just have all these problems, and I I need to be better, and this guy who I Thought was an arrogant jerk. Looked over at me and pushed my big button and said, "You know, you're arrogant." And I went Did immediately from Andy? <laughs> Yeah, I went immediately from the <laughs> humble, loving, sad Christian that I was <laughs> playing in that moment, and was mad. And if the setting had been different, I might have gone across the table at him. But uh, and again, it's he was one of the more arrogant people, in my opinion, that I knew, but I realized, I said, well, you know, what in the world do you mean by that? And how'd you get that out of what I just said? And he said, well, you know, you are arrogant. And I said, why do you say that? And he came back with, well, you're sitting here saying all this stuff, and what I'm hearing you say is that you know better than God, and that's arrogant. And I said, I'm not saying that. I said, well, has God forgiven you? And I said, yes, he has. He said, and you're not forgiving yourself. So what you're telling me is you know better than God what's best for you.
0: And that really changed my life. Yeah, that whole aspect, Sam, of you know better than God um, is a pride issue, is a huge place that it, it, you can almost go to any worry like, man, am I going to have enough money at the end of this month? Or, you know, I wonder, <laughs> if you're the Christian car guy, every little noise in the car is something that's gonna going to <laughs> be You know, and you're old reds, you know, mm-hmm. that, and, I, and I begin to worry and fret. And uh, why, why do I think that God's not going to come through for me when he's come through so many times? You don't struggle with that kind of thing, do you, Sam?
1: No, not at all. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at this particular instant. Maybe about <laughs> more instances. You know, Robbie, as we were talking, you know, and you said that here tonight, or today on the uh, um, insecurity, right? And we talk a lot on this show about posing. So pride is, is always just a pose. You know, that pride is a pose that you're putting in front, and poses always hide insecurity.
0: And those poses, and when you catch yourself doing it, is a great opportunity to do what Todd recommended years ago, check under the hood. You feel that emotion coming out that's inappropriate. You sense, wow, why am I putting on this mask? You know, it's a great time to to simply pray and say, God, what's really going on here? Ask the Holy Spirit to come in and to begin informing you. And, And sometimes you'll just get a little hint of where he wants to go and you got to wait till your next quiet time the next morning or whatever to begin to write down in your journal you know what was this about i'm you're not going to let me off the hook here are you god <laughs> <laughs> you know you you really and things like that keep occurring in your life until he gets your attention sometimes right sam it
1: does it does for me i'm I'm not a big journaler. I should be, I always say. Well, <laughs> there you not, go. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we come back. Yeah. You'd
2: be a better Christian if you journaled Sam. <laughs> I would. Yeah.
1: Well, since since
0: Sam's not here, is to, to, to shut down the music, <laughs> we are going to have a bump in when we come back that's going to go for about a minute and a half, because you have to hear all these words to fully get what the lines are of this Don Henley song. So stay tuned for this. It's coming up. The world's longest bump in is coming. <laughs> Are you wondering what God has for you in 2017? Well, one thing's for sure. I know he wants you to have your heart back. There is an opportunity for men that's coming up this April, 6th through the 9th. Listen to what it did for Andy.
3: Masculine Journey's boot camp experience showed me that I could truly hear from God and that I could experience him on a daily basis.
0: Only $169 or make five payments of $33. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. As
3: common as dirt, as old as sin,
1: the road to ruin again and again, oh how many dreams have bloomed and died,
3: Hopelessly lost
1: How many tender loves has vanity cost Lord help the soul that
2: can't be satisfied Too much pride
3: Just lighten up and let it ride
1: Let's ride.
0: I know that's killing you, Sam.
1: <laughs> it is. No, I, I actually love the song. But, you know, I could sit there and as you I know, listen to it, I can say, you know, that describes about every learning opportunity I've had in my life. You know, that I've messed up along the way and it's been a lot of times because of pride in one way or another.
0: Yeah, that it is such a barrier um, to so many different things. And, and we did the show last week on um, (laughs) taming the savage conscience, which, you know, Jim made mention of that we find it difficult to forgive ourselves. But pride has an issue in all forgiveness. And, and I really feel like Jesus gave us a real edge on it with putting in the Lord's Prayer that we are to forgive others as we've, as, you know, forgive them their trespasses as we've been trespassing in, however that goes. Yep. My brain just is not functioning right <laughs> a second. But anyway, forgive us our sins as we forgive the. All right, the, there you yeah. go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> as we forgive others. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. When I begin to look at, when I'm asking God for all these things that I want to be forgiven for, it's a lot easier to think, wow, this, this other person that I really am holding this axe to grind or whatever, I bet they haven't done half the stuff I've done. I mean, what's, what am I thinking? And so it's really helpful to look at our own situation and our own standing in righteousness or lack thereof in the position of forgiving others, but also in forgiving ourselves. Now, I say all that to set up another clip, which is from a movie we use, never used this particular clip up. We've used lots of clips from the movie Le Miserable, but we've never used this clip. And I'm going to set it up a bit because those who had not seen this particular version of the movie, it's a little different. That Jean Valjean is the mayor of this town and, and Javier, is that how you say it, Sam? Yeah, Javier. 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 Is the, I, I never say it right yeah he's the he's the policeman and certainly you know the the bad guy in the movie however you want to put it but he has what he believed discovered that jean valjean was you know this convict that he put in prison that he'd violated his parole but the mayor is going by another name at this point in time and so the policeman thinks that he's found the real Jean Valjean when, he, in fact, he hasn't. And so when he's going to Jean Valjean in a minute to say, I've slandered you, in fact, he had not slandered him as far as being a convict. And so Jean Valjean is in a position of trying to help the man to forgive himself. It, it, it's, it's a great line, but the point is that the man has not done what it is that he's accusing himself of, but because, and if to, to follow through on where the movie goes, because Javier, because this man is so much by the letter, he has to go by the law. You know, it's, this is not a grace person. This is a person that you have to live by the letter. When he had to judge himself, he eventually takes his own life because he figures that's the only way to meet his own standard. And pay, the problem is— Pay for his own sin. It's not there. So as he listens to this clip, get a sense—actually, <laughs> there's a bit of humor— from my standpoint as poor Jean Valjean finds himself in a position of with somebody that can't forgive themselves
1: so now you don't think I'm a convict of course I don't
0: I've seen Valjean with my own eyes I must have been out of my mind to think that a great man like you could be a criminal this man he admits to being Valjean of course not he pretends to be a halfwit who can't understand the charges what else can he do Valjean has broken parole that calls for life imprisonment. When is the trial? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. How long will it take? No more than an afternoon. The evidence is overwhelming. I returned immediately so that you could dismiss me and press charges for slander. I was just on my way home. Walk with me, Javier. You are a stern man, but you're honorable. I want you to remain brief. Monsieur Le Maire, that's impossible. You've exaggerated your offense. I've not exaggerated, monsieur. I resented you. I chafed at your authority, and out of revenge, I slandered you. If a subordinate of mine had done that, I would have broken him. You must punish me, monsieur, or my life will have been meaningless. Then blame me, Javert. You, monsieur
3: le Maire. I order you to forgive yourself. Blame me for that mercy.
0: You will remain prefect. Those are my orders. It's, it's a almost hilarious point of view when you think of, I, I order you to forgive yourself. <laughs> but, you know, how many times in your own world, I'm asking all of us, and me included, by all means, me as the number one player in this, how many times that I knew something in my mind and they could order me all day long to forgive somebody but in my heart, I can't get it out. And the issue, as John Don Enley would say, too much pride. Right, Sam?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there are times for a lot of us that, that it is like Javier, not Javier, Javert. Now we, I listen to it, I can say it again. Javert, <laughs> it, there are things that you do in your life, and it may not be the thing he's talking about, but the enemy tells you you can't afford to forgive yourself or you may repeat it. Or you shouldn't really forgive yourself, and you buy into that, and, and you sit there and you say, "Well, I I can't forgive myself." You know, it'd be kind of nice if you know God would just turn, and He does tell us to forgive ourselves, but say, "I order you <laughs> to forgive yourself," because <laughs> the enemy knows it's keeping you away from the things God wants to do in your life. You know, whether that's relationship, a deeper relationship, which is always yes, healing, restoration that all gets in the way of that
0: that pride. Why well, Andy, have you ever had a situation, maybe your parents did it to you, where they said you will shake hands and make up. <laughs> <laughs> you will forgive your brother.
3: Yeah, I'm sure I got that a time or two, but yeah, yeah, absolutely and and to Sam's point and I was sitting here thinking the same thing that Now that I think about it, God really does order us to forgive ourselves. I mean, he tells us to forgive our to forgive others as we forgive ourselves. Well, that's an order right there. And a lot of times yeah. we don't. We don't follow through on that command. And uh, because our pride wants us to, to, I mean, we're doing our penance, I guess, uh, by not fulfilling that. But, you know, it, you know, it, anything from not forgiving ourselves, but also another thing that's difficult, is going, the pride that gets in the way of when we go to confess when we have done something wrong and that we don't want to admit that to another. That's another, you know, uh, we were talking earlier, uh, pride is manifested in so many different ways under the covers. You have to really dig it out to see how it comes out. Cause it's not all the same. Um, this, it, it comes about in so many different ways.
0: Jim, are, are you, is it effective for you to just tell yourself to forgive? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, being as I, Pointed out to you when we were talking about this subject, you know, I am so extremely humble and such a spiritual giant that I don't
1: struggle with that. <laughs>
2: but uh, the ultimately, most of the time when I am not forgiving myself or others, it's a matter of being oblivious to the need and not seeing. I don't see pride in myself but it's there big time. And when it was pointed out, like you said, the overreaction to the stimulus Mm -hmm. is a pretty good indication there's something there. So I have, this one of my big points of pride, which when you were talking, came to me, Mm -hmm. is that the surest way to get me to try to do something is tell me I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Because if I know I can and it's not morally Mm -hmm. wrong, and you tell me I can't do it? Watch.
0: Now we learning something here, Sam?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Sam, you can't clean up this room. <laughs> it,
0: it works I'll be very well. <laughs> so, so, Sam, that, that's, that's such a difficult, that 18 inches, whatever they call that from your head to your heart, um, you know, you know, you know, sometimes how do you, how do you how do you make up that distance
1: well you it has to let down the pride and invite God into it It's not something you can discipline is a great thing, right and there's certain things that discipline does work for, but there's other things that discipline will not work for, and you just gotta say, you know what god discipline is not where you're calling me in this situation, that's not my role here. It's to let down this pride and say, I need you here to help me take this to that next step.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, I turned to Moses because God said that he was the humblest man ever, you know, and I'm like, wow, what, do I, how did that, how did that happen? How did he get there? And, I think it was 40 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, when you screw up once and that's you right. get to walk in the wilderness for 40 yeah, years, right. that'll change. 40 years <laughs> of reflection of, you know, herding the sheep, of saying, you know, what is it about me? You know, but yet still, there at the, you know, he he banged mm-hmm. his, you know, stick against that's the rock right. and, and, and off we're going again. So, you know, it's a bit of a challenge. It's a God-sized challenge. And you know, that, that, is where I kind of land on the subject is that without God I don't stand a chance here and it seems like the Holy Spirit's calling me to say alright God let's, let's you and I talk because obviously there's a problem and eventually even Marty McFly <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the, the last scene of the last movie he backs off when they call him chicken because something happened he realized that he didn't have to prove to anybody he wasn't a chicken And you don't have to prove to anybody that you're a Christian and that you're loved, because Jesus proved that in amazing ways. Thank you for listening to the show this week. we
1: got more coming up next week, our boot camp, April 6th through the 9th. Come join us. Thanks all.